When you hear the term bionic arm, it's very possible you think of something totally futuristic or maybe even something robotic like you'd find in a factory. You probably wouldn't think right away of a bionic prosthetic limb designed to fit a child and painted in a variety of bright colors. Well, that's what University of Central Florida-based nonprofit Limitless Solutions does. Limitless Solutions was founded by UCF alumni Albert Monero and John Sparkman in 2014 and has since grown from a kitchen table to a venture working toward FDA approval to make their bionic prosthetics prescription available to patients with limb differences. So, Albert, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, your background, how you got into biomedical engineering and building bionic prosthetics? For most of my life, I knew I wanted to be an engineer. I think it started around middle school, and I was so fascinated by aerospace and this idea of someday having a hotel on the moon. And so I got really involved in that and came to the University of Central Florida to study aerospace engineering. And that's where I did my bachelor's, my master's, and my PhD in aerospace and mechanical engineering. And along the way, I got a little distracted by a different project. And while I was finishing everything up on the aerospace side, I really fell in love with this opportunity to do more of the biomedical engineering aspect. For the University of Central Florida, I'm the executive director of the Limitless Solutions program. Limitless Solutions started as a nonprofit at our kitchen table almost 10 years ago. And little by little, we've been building up capacity. We got our first office, and now it has grown into this full research facility that you see here, about 5,000 square feet and over 50 people working together to try to improve the life and the, the type of devices we can make for children with limb differences. And it started slow, little by little, and together we were, we were working towards that. Um, and along the way, we had some help from another bionics expert on hand, which was Robert Downey Jr. And he was able to give our very first arm recipient a special Iron Man themed bionic arm. And that really was the, the catalyst to launch us forward. Fast forward a few years later, we were able to turn that side student project into a component of our university to be able to build it into a research program here at UCF so that we could work towards advancing the, the future of next generation prosthetics. When you get to watch a child try on their bionic arm for the very first time and then walk out these doors towards the playground, into their classrooms, it is like nothing else. We got into engineering because we wanted to be able to help others and to be able to make something that could be useful for them. And for me, being able to build that system of, of things and with people to be able to drive that forward has been the most incredible feeling. Now, obviously, you know, prosthetics are nothing new to the world, right? So what were some flaws or parts of generally used designs that you and your team wanted to improve upon with your own designs when you started all of this? Children have really limited opportunities for advanced prosthetics. They tend to be very expensive and therefore not prescribed. They tend to be too heavy for the children and they just generally tend to look like doll plastic. And these were all of the different factors that we uh, kind of naively at the kitchen table thought we might be able to change. But little by little, we've been trying to solve each one of those challenges using everything we learned in our, our engineering backgrounds and then we brought in people from all different fields to be able to speak to the parts that you know, we don't really cover in, in aerospace engineering. I think for the children, it has been, uh, it's been a real opportunity to give them the confidence 
and the expression, that their prosthetic becomes more than just the sum of the parts and it becomes a component of their, their identity of the expression that they help design on the bionic arm. And that's what we're really proud of here. Those are definitely some pretty big challenges to overcome. Can you explain a bit about how you guys went about addressing all of that? Traditional like multifunction use prosthetics can be well over $40,000. And we were starting without any budget. So we were trying to find any way that we could do things differently and leverage technologies from different fields. And so, you know, coming from aerospace, we were trying to think about the arm as a little airplane. So you have a fuselage, you have the avionic, electronics. It's got to be very light. Otherwise, if it's too heavy, it won't fly for the, the child. And then trying to be able to figure out how to integrate everything into such a tight, small space so that it would really fit for a child as young, as young as six years old. What has working on this whole venture really meant to you, to John, to your team? There comes a point in every project, especially in college, that you say, is this that really interesting thing I did in school one time, or is this some, something more? And I think for both John and I, we had that opportunity where it was something we just we couldn't walk away from until we saw it through. For me and my goals, our goal has been to be able to provide a device to any child that wants one and being able to do that without any financial burden to those families. And so we've been, we've been trying to see this through to support that goal. And that means in the future going towards our FDA submission and being able to see this be a prescription device, but without any financial burden to those families. And that's, that's the ultimate goal. What's been like a really crucial skill you've noticed or developed during the time that you've spent working on all of this? One of the most important skills I've been working to develop is really being able to listen and be able to really hear the person. When you're going to work with all of these different innovators from different disciplines and different backgrounds, knowing how to bring all that information together so it can be synthesized into the final bionic arm has been a, a challenge that has to be embraced in order to be successful in such an interdisciplinary environment. What would you say has been the most exciting part of this for you? Engineers love to make things, we like to break things, and then really find how we can use them to be a, a usable solution for anyone else. Being able to work with bionic arms, we get to create that from the ground up, we get to test it, find kind of its limits, and then try to push those limits in a way that then gets to go out into the real world, on the playground, and into the classroom for these bionic kids. And uh, we've just loved every minute of being able to work towards that. Every day we get to come into this facility and work towards these goals. We're trying to build the future. At our university, the opportunities are really endless. And I'm really excited to watch that continue to grow. We're we're nine years in and we feel like we're just starting to hit our stride on being able to create next generation accessibility technology. And what I'm really excited for is seeing how that can continue to transform more lives and that new designs are gonna be leaving the lab soon. Also with us is John Sparkman, the VP and other co-founder of Limitless Solutions, where he also acts as director of technology. John, can you tell us a bit about yourself? How did you come into engineering as a career? Uh, when I was growing up, I actually didn't find myself to be an engineer. I wanted to be a farmer because that's what I grew up doing. So when I went to college, uh, I was a history major and I didn't find it challenging, so I decided to become an engineer.
Can you talk a bit about how Limitless Solutions really came to be? Like, where did this whole venture begin? My official job is uh, the lead engineer here at Limitless Solutions. And the company came about because Albert was in his car one day and was listening to the radio. And on there, they were talking about this Enable group that makes uh, mechanical prosthetics for children. Uh, so he decided to get involved. He set up a small uh, uh, place inside of his lab in order to help uh, kids. And one day, a mother called the university asking about this person that was trying to do this at the university. And they finally got a hold of Albert at some point in time, and she asked, hey, can you make my son an arm? And he went back to his kitchen table, and he got a group of friends together and started making an arm for this child. And I am the lead engineer here, so I do all of the engineering work from mechanical to design to manufacturing to all the electronics. Uh, and I uh, organize a team that helps me do all this. What would you say is the core mission of Limitless Solutions? So our main goal here at Limitless Solutions is to make disability technology for anyone in need. Uh, one of the main things that we focus on is prosthetics for children because they're so hard to get for them. Some of our personal goals here at Limitless Solutions is to give prosthetics to any child in need uh, here in the U.S. and across the world. Our, some of our other goals is to also be able to make any disability technology for anyone in need. What have been some challenges you found yourself and your team facing over the years? Our challenges have changed so many times over the years. In the beginning, we were having trouble with electronics, soldering them together, making sure they, didn't, they worked every time, making sure the device didn't break every time we gave one to a child. Now we have our challenges are biomedical related, so we're trying to work towards our FDA clearance. If you had to identify your greatest skill in relation to Limitless Solutions, what would you say? My most important skill here at Limitless Solutions is management, time management, people management, design management, making sure everything comes together as a cohesive unit because without management, there's no structure in the organization. Can you talk a little bit about what really excites you about being a part of this and what you envision for the future of Limitless Solutions? One of the most exciting things for me here is that I get to deliver arms to children here in the United States and hopefully one day across the world. The future development of our device is to be able to make it more robust so when kids are on the playground, they bend the fingers backwards, it still doesn't break. After being on the playground and getting it very dirty, we want to be able to put it in the dishwasher. Right now, all the electronics are exposed, so we can't do that. So that's the future of our device. If you'd like to learn more about Albert Monero and John Sparkman or any of our other heroes, be sure to check out embeddedcomputing.com.